Hello and welcome back, you guys, to the real bitch of Bravo with your truly Jihei Wiley. I know I'm a little dressed down today, but it's extremely hot always in my room, so I'm just this is what I'm gonna wear, and I think I don't want makeup tripping on me. So you're getting the real me, guys. You're getting the real me. Um, we gotta get get right into it. Two trailers dropped this week, and they're pretty fucking epic. Beverly Hills is number one, and we got a little insight on Anne-Marie Wiley, which, by the way, I don't know if you guys already knew who she was, because I did, and I only know her because of her husband, <laughs> um, Marcellus Wiley, who played for the San Diego Chargers um, when they were in San Diego, and then also um, is a commentator on Fox and ESPN, and uh, currently I stalk him on Instagram as well. He's a really good follow. Uh, for those that have like children and stuff like that, and even those that don't, like it's a he's a really good follow. I highly suggest following him. I think it's just at Marcellus Wiley, all one word, lowercase. A uh, really good follow. That being said, we see a little bit of her drama between her and Crystal. Um, she walks the boat a little bit, at basically saying, and I think this was quoted a while ago, but basically saying like, "You're welcome for making you relevant, Crystal." In all fairness. I mean, I guess you got to keep that diamond, I, I guess. I don't know. Like, I just, I kind of wish that she, we would just, like, kind of get to know her instead of having that one iconic moment with her. But, I mean, you got to have an iconic moment, right, if you want to be a housewife. So, good for you, and marie I'm super excited for this uh, season. <laughs> I think my only issue is that, like, I feel so bad for Kyle and Mauricio and specifically their kids that they have to go through all of this right now, right? They have to go through... Uh, this whole entire scandal that's been going on for over a year now. I mean, it's been drawn out like to death, right? Um, and now with TMZ reports with Mauricio backtracking and saying, yeah, we're separated and saying, no, we're not. And yes, we are. Um, it's just, it's got to be frustrating. I'm just, I think on everybody's end, on like both the um, both sides of the spectrum. So uh, we're, we're going to find out though, guys, I'm super excited. Super excited for Erica too. Um, getting her own spinoff. She deserves it. Make that money, honey. Make that money. Cannot wait to see you and what you do um, with Benadol on Blonde. I actually am trying to go and see her show because um, Sutton, I will pay a dollar to go and see Erica Jane because that's how talented that bitch is. She's like, here's the thing. You have to realize like she said this before too. And this is why I think I love Erica so much. And I've still ridden that train for all of those that were unfaithful and jumped off the train, I stayed on that train. It could have been on fire. I probably still would have stayed on the train for Erica. But she always says, she's like, I'm not, you know, um, I don't know, na name a very infamous singer. I'm not Reba McIntyre. I'm not, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not Beyonce. I'm not somebody that has, you know, phenomenal singing talent. I'm an entertainer. Entertainer first and performer everything else by the wayside. And that's what her show implements, or uh, I don't know if that's the right word, but like, that's what her show shows you. She doesn't, her show doesn't show you, Hey, like she's not Christina Aguilera. That girl can belt. Like she's not, that's not who she is. I think people need to stop looking at artists. Like they're just singers, right? Like that's their only talent, right? Like Taylor Swift does both. She's a great, she's a great artist. Um, she's a great performer. And the bitch can sing and she does all of it on her own. Right. So like that's, but that's not Erica Jane. Erica Jane's not Taylor Swift. 
right? She's not somebody that's going to belt out a high C at five in the morning like Christina Aguilera can. Like, it's just everybody needs to get, like, lower your expectations, people. Lower them expectations. Um, speaking of lowered expectations, kind of lowered my expectations when it came to this next trailer that we're about to talk about that just came out a couple of days ago. Don't hate me, you guys. Don't hate me. I'm a little lowered expectations, maybe because they bring it every year and they only need like four or five people to bring it. The Real Housewives of Miami, that trailer, man, it, it just it leaves a lot to be wondered, right? I just, it's very like, whatever. I mean, we all know that Gertie, God bless her soul, she's done with chemo now and everything. Um, and she was diagnosed with breast cancer during the season. So we see her journey. Um, I mean, the ongoing saga um between just all of the ladies it's just whatever a nightmare um i do like the fact that we are getting a little bit more into lisa and lenny's divorce they're gonna get out all that shit um but i mean everything else it's kind of like whatever like the the fact that larsa has any leg to stand on when she's like trying to attack like um any of the ladies it's like like if you attack gertie Oh, bitch, we be coming after you because it's ridiculous. She's going through cancer. She's going through chemo at this time. Like, why would you do that to her? She's probably insanely frail. Same thing with Lisa. She's going through divorce. If anybody should be sympathetic, it should be you, Larsa, because you had to go through a divorce. And at least, at least Scotty was amicable. He was like, look, let's just divvy up our assets. We'll figure it out. You were there with me from day one. So I'll like, I'll take care of you. That's not happening with Lisa right now. And she is a day oneer for him. So it's like, kind of <laughs> i mean she was there with him when he had money so like i get that point but still like she has her two kids like you kind of need to break, break that bitch off some um and look on the bright side you ain't in dubai because if you were in dubai you would have to in order to get a divorce it's like gnarly for you to be able to get a divorce there and in order for it to have multiple wives you would have to be insanely billionaire loaded um because everybody has to live in a lifestyle that they that the first wife has. So if you're poor and your first wife is poor, you good. But if you're not, <laughs> like you got a long uphill battle if you want to have multiple wives out there. But um, sorry, I kind of deflected and went off a little bit. I want to go into the Golden Bachelor, guys. I'm obsessed. I don't know if you are. Write it down in the comments, whatever, and be like, bitch, you got to stop talking about the Golden Bachelor. We're done. We're good. I cannot stop talking about this. I know it's super cheesy. I know they do like a flash mob for one the first date, but it's so cute because it's like I'm still looking at it like this is like my grandpappy and my you know this is my harmony and my adjishi like this is my like these are my grandparents trying to find love again and it's just so so cute. These are like these are my people that are my parents' age, you know. So like or my parents like dad's dead, but like my um I don't mean to gloss over that, but like my mom, you know, if my mom did decide to you know, try to find love again, this would be that. It would, it's just, it's so cute. I think, and also this guy, Gary is just, oh my gosh. Like I, I'm not going to lie. If I was 30 plus years older, I'd date this man. Shit, if I was 20 plus years older, I'd date this man. Um, he is not going to have a hard time if, even if he doesn't marry who he, you know, ends up with on this show. So um, that being said, we open up with the bachelor and all the ladies entering the mansion for the first time to actually live there. Um, and they're not lying. 
the older you get, the more set in your ways you are. So four women to a room is hard enough. I'm just talking like 20 year old or it doesn't matter how old you are. Four women, to, four girls to a room is rough. Now, four older women that are set in their ways and you have to live on a bunk bed. So that's going to be hard for you. But I will say this, like the, um, as the numbers decrease, you might get your own room. So yay. Um, but I can't see, I can't wait to see what happens with that. Um, next, we get to Jesse Palmer entering the living room to meet up with the women and start them off with the date card, which shows, which I, I'm, I'm only explaining this to you guys because I never, I don't watch The Bachelor. This is literally the first time in like 15 years that I've watched The Bachelor again. Um, but the date card um, is there for the ladies to open and it shows who is going on the singular date with um, Gary. So Teresa gets the date card, AKA the one-on-one -on -one with Gary. And um, we find out that Teresa got married at 18 to her high school sweetheart, a Vietnam vet named Billy um, before he went off to war. And right before he died, he told her that he hopes she finds love again and gets married again. And, you know, to not, not live her life just because he's gone, which I mean, I think that that's the narrative for a lot of these women. I think a lot of these women are like, you know, that they're widows. Um, it's rare when you find somebody that's actually a, um, a divorcee in this one. I think it's really sweet. I think it's great casting that these producers did um, or these casting directors did in order to find something in common with Gary, because I mean, he is a widow. We already know that. Um, he is trying to find love and I'm sure that his wife would want him to find love as well. And he's like, it's taking so it takes a long time. Like I couldn't imagine if my boyfriend was dead and I had to like move on from that, from that. Like I, I can't imagine what they're going through. So the fact that they have that commonality between each other, I think that's great. It's wonderful. Um, I think Teresa is adorable and so sweet. Uh, I don't, I don't know. She doesn't give me like gammy vibes, but she definitely gives me like sweet vibes. Right. Especially when she like, and we'll get into this, but when she taps him on the shoulder to like comfort him as they're driving down what I can only imagine is the 110. Um, Gary rolls up in a really nice car. I'm sorry, you guys. I don't know cars whatsoever. Um, but this one is nice um, and it's blue. And he always matches. By the way, you're going to see this reoccurring theme. He always matches the color of the car. I don't know what that's about, but good for him, I guess. He's very matchy-matchy. Um, maybe he'll be in a fashion magazine one day or on a fat I don't know I it just it seems really like kitschy to me but it's cute um so anyways he go he rolls up in a really nice car to pick up Teresa goes in so cute and they actually match too she's wearing a really cute like blue uh blue dress like a blue and white dress it's adorable they look so cute um and then they drive off into what looks like the 110 freeway. I do love the support of all the women, which is going to come to a crumbling halt, um, probably in like the next like two or three episodes. Um, but for now, I think the support that all the women have around one another is really beautiful, considering they're all buying for the same dude. Um, so they get on the they get onto the freeway, and Gary is super nervous because obviously he's from Idaho or Iowa, and he doesn't um doesn't really know you know la traffic <laughs> so and i get it it could be daunting i felt the same way about new york new york traffic sucks like a mother man like i just couldn't even imagine um you know doing that for the first time and like never ever being on a freeway ever because like they drive you everywhere you know when you are going through casting and all that other stuff so 
I can only imagine how crazy that's got to be for him. Um, and Teresa puts his hand on to comfort him and just like rubs his shoulder as he goes as he goes down the freeway and then finally like exits to a stop and then turns um, in in LA in LA proper because I'm not in LA proper. I'm in South Bay. Anyways, um, they go and they, they go to a drive-in for their first date, which I thought was adorable because that's equivalent to the times. Like they grew up during that era and that's what you did. You went and had a malt with somebody um, and sat and talked. And, you know, uh, I, I thought it was adorable. I thought it was cute. Um, and then them finding out the commonality and how they lost their spouses. Uh, and they just, you know, wanted to, you know, anything is possible was the narrative was the theme. So, um, oh, Gary saying, I just want somebody to share the sunset with me broke my heart. <laughs> like, but in the best possible way, like my boyfriend is making fun of me so much. He's like, this show is cheesy as fuck, but I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, this is my like cheese ball show that I will, I will watch the golden bachelor for the cheese and for the corniness. I think it's adorable. ABC, keep doing what you're doing on the corniness. It's ador It's so cute. It's so sweet. It's like, again, it gives you like that nice warm feeling. And I think we need that right now, especially considering what's going on in the world and how much certain things like suck. Like this is why reality TV is reality TV. Like it takes us away. TV is supposed to take you away. And this show definitely does that. So um, they end with the flash mob for the date. Super cheesy. But whatever. Again, loving the cheese. Then we cut to the group date, which includes a romance novel cover shoot. I'm glad that they did this only because of what's about to occur that, you know, Gary gets a chance to meet other people and get to know um, some of the other women in a different light. But damn, this is a horrible idea for a date. <laughs> um, but again, cheese factor. Going with the cheese factor. Keep going with it. Do your thing. Uh, ladies have to grab some outfits for the shoot. And most of them are happy with their outfits. Except for Leslie, who bagged on the 80s. Bro, that's my era. I would have gotten down with somebody. She was a good sport, though. Um, they get on a motorcycle. And they're, like, chilling with him or whatever. And she, like, tries to. Which I thought that she would be more of an 80s kind of era chick. Since she is, like, more rocker. And I think she's the one that came out on a motorcycle. So you would think that she'd be more 80s. Um, but whatever. I love that she says that this isn't her vibe. And to be honest with you, I would first choose the Harlequin romance novel thing. Cause that's what a romance novel is. It's really cheesy. Wrote like with the guy's hair all in the way, which by the way, Carrie having the hair in there just made you, made you know that he can make fun of himself. He can just be cheesy and corny and funny. Like that's grandpa you want, right? Like that's like, I don't know. So I just thought that was adorable. I thought it was super cute. Um, oh, I wrote down that Gary is a ham, but I'm loving it. And he is, he's such a ham, but I like, I think it's adorable. Um, he's definitely going to be a favorite. Like, I don't think that anybody can sit there and hate him right now. Like, I know it's only been two episodes, but like, I don't think anybody can really, I don't hate him. I think that he's like, I still want him to find love. I'm still like rooting for him to find love. Um, then we get to the women in the wedding dresses, um, shoot and, the, I only point this out because there's multiple different themes, right? There's the seventies theme. There's like the Harlequin theme. There's the eighties theme. And then there's the wedding theme as well. Nancy opens up in her confessionals and at the wedding shoot about being in a wedding dress. Um, and the last time that she was in one was with her husband that passed away. Um, I think a few years ago, 
but the last time she was in a wedding dress was over like 35 years ago. So she's like, obviously all those feelings come rushing back to her in that moment. And then, um, again, this is why, and I wrote this down specifically, this is why the golden bachelor is different. And in my opinion, better than uh, any of the other bachelors, um, paradise, the bachelor in paradise, any of them, I don't give a fuck. All of them suck because he sees that moment and he goes to comfort her. How many guys are going to go and be like, oh, you're crying. Like, why are you crying? Like, you no, know, obviously like, and you're in a wedding dress. It should be like a happy occasion, whatever. So I think the reason why this is also so different is that Jerry is real. He's a real guy trying to really, truly find love and trying to really, truly like get a connection with these women because like, honey, when you old, sorry, I'm going to move my feet. Honey, when you old, like you don't have time for that shit. And it's just like, you're just ready to, you're ready to find it. You're ready to like hammer it down. This actually might be great because these people would actually probably stay with one another. Right. Unless like fame gets to their head. But like, I don't see that happening at this current moment in time. Um, and it may, it may happen. You never know. But um, Nancy and Jerry share their loss in that moment. And they talk about, you know, their commonality of, her losing her husband and the love of her life and vice versa. So there was a great moment for them to share and probably something that he wouldn't have even realized. And then she becomes a great sport, smile on her face, and then like lights up in front of him, right? Um, and by the way, Nancy, that moment got you a rose for sure. Um, Leslie opens up and we find out that she also has a hearing aid. Great commonality, great, great bond that she has and great connection. And I kind of want to know she basically says, Jerry, you can um, whisper sweet nothings in my ear because I have, I can hear you. And then he does. And then she won't tell the producer what the sweet nothing was. I really hope it was dirty because I want these people to be human. <laughs> like, I don't want, like, this can't just be a fairy tale across the board for these people. Like, I really want them to be human. So, like, God, I'm hoping that it was, like, really dirty. I really, to be honest with you, know that we can't interview them and they probably have, like, other than they have to like wait till the show is over or wait till they're done with the show. But damn, I want to know. I really want to know. <laughs> um, anyways, um, Nancy ends up getting the rose on the group date. And I told you it's hands down because she shared that moment with him and got to know him a little bit better um, like that. So thought it was a lovely moment. We then get to the ladies throwing Jerry a surprise birthday party by the pool, which I thought was adorable with the little golden um, up above, like in the, um, in balloons so so sweet um faith gets her one-on-one -on -one time with jerry um she basically kind of pops out of the cake and then gets the one-on-one -on -one time so um i love the like you're gonna see i think more and more of that aggression and more of that like i don't want to say aggression like it's that's the wrong word for it it's more you know fortuitedness i guess to like grab that person to grab jerry and be like we're getting one-on-one -on -one time together. Like, come on, let's go off to the side and talk to each other. Um, because these women are definitely vying for that attention right now at this current moment in time. Cause there's so many of them, right? Joan then shares her story of, um, as well of losing her husband. Um, and then he gives Ellen a framed photo um, of them during the group date, AKA the photo shoot. I thought it was a really sweet moment. Um, and it also obviously made her stand out as well. Um, I don't think he gets to know this one person, Jeannie, and I'm going to talk about her in a second. But then the rose ceremony comes after the birthday party, right? They all like get together for the rose ceremony. And obviously, it's such a sweet moment because 
Jerry is so not looking forward to the rose ceremony because he's like, I want to keep all of them. They're great. Um, and that's got to be, that's got to be rough. That's got to be hard to like make that decision at his age, right? When he never thought that this was ever going to be in his purview. So that being said, there's one woman that's in the room that I don't think Jerry got any alone time with. And to be honest with you, I don't even recognize her. Um, I think she's like a ha half an hour. I have, to, I have to look it up. I, I was looking up women on um, and their Instagrams on, on there, but um, he obviously he doesn't pick her. So it doesn't matter. Um, Leslie gets picked first in the Rose ceremony. And then we get Joan, we get Edith, which no offense, but who the fuck is Edith? Like if that was just like the most random like pick, like you could have picked my girl Jeannie instead. Um, that would have been great because you actually had like talks with her connection with her. Like I, may, maybe, and they don't give, they don't give reasoning why he just says, will you take this rose? Right. Like a lot of times, like in the very beginning of this show, this kind of like just the bachelor in general, they would give reasons. Like I didn't get enough time with you. I would love to spend more time with you. Will you take this rose? So that's what I was just, I was just, it was just weird. Anyways, we get to Ellen um, and then Sandra, Susan, Christina, Faith, after all of her stuff with the confessionals, <laughs> gets a rose because she was just like sitting there talking like, oh my gosh, my heart is beating. I can't believe he's not picking me. I was the first. Um, I think he was the first. No, I think, yeah, I think she was the first, right? She was the first one to get picked. No, 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 no. She wasn't the first one to pick. Anyways, it doesn't matter. So um, then we get April and then the last rose is Kathy. Jerry ends up crying at the end after he gives the last rose to Kathy, which I obviously, it's so sweet because again, you can see that he doesn't want to eliminate anybody. Um, Jeannie gives her goodbye speech in her confessional and it gives you more of a positive outlook on life than the negative. And Jeannie, I'm sure you're not listening to this podcast. If you are, please follow the Real Bitch of Bravo podcast, the underscore real underscore bitch underscore of underscore. Um, Sorry, yeah, that, that's my handle. Please follow me and DM me and let me know if you want to be on this show because I would love to talk to you because I thought you deserved a rose. Absolutely, hands down, no question. I thought that he should have gotten to know you a little bit more. I think you guys had a really good bond. I think you guys had a really good connection. And I think that you could have like went further along as the um, show continues. So I was rooting for you, Jeannie. I was really hoping that you were get, gonna get the rose. Um, sorry that you didn't. Um, I kind of, I hope you find love wherever you are because you deserve it. I mean, all of the, all of the women deserve it. Like nobody deserves to be alone, but Jeannie absolutely out of all that, all the women that got eliminated, you deserve a rose. I might be sneezing soon. So forgive me ahead of time. If I sneeze, you guys, that being said at the very, very end of the show last week, we had Jimmy Kimmel's Mimi on and she was the comedy relief every single episode has a comedy relief and i love this part of the show because we get um we get a, a request for the rose ceremony to be done in chairs honey i'm 42 and i still want that rose ceremony to be done in chairs i would love for the rose ceremony to be done in chairs and i'm 42 i can't imagine at 60 something how much you want you want to sit down and not have to like stand the whole entire time and wait for your name to be called right for the rest of their money so love this episode it was great with the exception of genie getting eliminated um next week on the golden bachelor 
we're going to see some of the women start to get jealous and the camaraderie starts to fall a little bit by the wayside, which is what I said initially in the beginning of this episode. And we even see some of the women make the disheartening decision to go home, um, which to be honest with you, I'm impressed that that doesn't happen more often. I'm impressed that these bitches gay because I'm not fighting over one dude with 20 plus women. Like you're going to, you're going to come to me, not vice versa. I could never be on this show. I got casted for this show. I could never be on this show because I don't think that I would ever want to fight over one dude. I'd be like, you know what? There's, it, there's billions of other dudes out there. I will get, an, uh, I will get another guy. I don't need to fight over this one guy. So that's why this show wouldn't work for me, but it's obviously working for these women. So good luck ladies. I can't wait for you um, next week to watch next week and see who advances, who keeps going, who finds more of a connection and love. Um, so excited for this show. And with that, I'm going to take a break really quick, you guys. And then we're going to go and dig into Southern charm. Um, this break brought to you by uh, Sandbar 66. Come this weekend, you guys. It is going to be awesome. It is hometown fair weekend. It's going to be litty. It is going to be so fire. Um, hometown fair weekend is this weekend. Sandbar is still going to have all of the live music. So Sunday, live entertainment, um, acoustic set. Friday, live entertainment, acoustic set. Last week, it was like Jordan Farmer. He's amazing. Um, this week is probably just going to be the lucky ones who are awesome. They're an amazing band. Um, Sandbar fucking brings it, man, too, especially for like those sunset sessions. Um, it's amazing. Please, please come. I'll be there on Friday. I'll be upstairs, but I will come downstairs every so often. Um, and have some lamb chops, have some freaking, um, have some ceviche, have some pokey, um, and enjoy the beach guys. Uh, Sandbar 66 located on 9th and Manhattan Avenue in Manhattan beach. Uh, that is our sponsor. And we'll be right back with a little bit of Southern charm and the drama of Southern charm. It's so good. It's so good. Hello, guys, and welcome back to The Real Bitch of Bravo. I needed that break. I know you guys didn't really get a break. We're just basically seeing my face shift over. Um, but thank you for letting me have that break. And thank you, Sandbar66, for letting me have that break as well. Um, let's get into it, you guys. Southern Charm does not disappoint. And I think I love this franchise a little bit more because the friendships and the relationships are insanely authentic. And they don't have like the mess and the fuss of New York or Hollywood to like mess it all up, right? So they're still insanely incredibly real. The feelings, the emotions, like everything is like really raw and really real. Um, and before we get into all the drama and the recapping of the episode, I just want to say I'm still, I'm not on Team Taylor and I'm not on Team Austin. I am on Team Olivia. And I would just like to say that Chef, we're still not innocent in all this. You still cheated. So I don't see how you can justify being the good guy in this, in all of this. That being said, what Taylor and Austin are allegedly doing is wrong. No shame, like not, not even sitting there and trying to justify it, but it's more wrong for Olivia than it is and, or ever will be for you. So I just, I just, I can't feel bad for Shep. I don't know how Craig does feel bad for Shep, considering that he cheats all the time and that he's just, you were just meant to be one of those guys, Shep. And again, there's no shame in this game. But you're always going to be single. You're never going to be with somebody. You're never like, it's just, it, it's just, it is who you is. You are who you are. 
Like, I, I think you need to lean into the skin and just be the permanent bachelor. And I have tons of guy friends like that, which it's great. That's fine. Like, again, I say no shame in that game because if you want to be that for the rest of your life, go nuts, bro. Prostitutes ain't, ain't expensive. You can still get some freaking hooker. Like, well, as you get older, right now you're fine. You can get whatever. But, and even probably when you're 70 something and still kicking, you can probably still get a really young girl that's at least like 20, 30 years your junior. So I just don't see, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not on the Shep side of, uh, of it all. I just can't feel bad for Shep. I, I just can't, guys. Come at me in the comment section, DMs, whatever. I just can't feel bad for Shep. I just can't. Um, that being said, let's move on to what happened last week on Southern Charm. Um, and then we'll move on to what happened this week um, on Southern Charm. Craig moves into his storage unit for sewing down south and finds out his business partners, um, from his business partners, that he can't split time between in the summer between New York and, Char and Charleston, thus not being able to spend as much time with Paige as he would like. But you got to make that money, honey. No money, no honey. So it's what's called being an adult. <laughs> I just, I, I know it sucks, but it's just, called being an adult. Um, then we get to Olivia, who also goes on a date with Rod, and Austin finds out about it. Austin, in his little jealous stupor, talks to Rod and basically says, well, she's making out with other people. It's like, she's single. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. Um, unlike you, who like dips into the friend pool. Moving on. Shep then finds out about Austin and Taylor's sleepover, and Shep lets Olivia know about it. Um, Austin tells Taylor that Shep knows about the sleepover. This shit is just getting messy, um, but I love it. Uh, and the um, they both choose to be silent over it and basically, like, just shut the fuck up about it and not tell anybody, really. Um, but their silence speaks volumes. Like, the second that you stop talking about it and you, like, don't give it Like, if you just didn't give it light and were honest with people, I'm sure that the drama would not keep going. And then we'd have a boring reality television show. Um, so I guess I'm glad we're not really talking about it, guys. So thank you uh, for the good TV. Last but not least um, of last week, we get Taylor and Olivia meeting up. So Olivia maybe can clear the air. Um, or So Olivia tries to get Taylor to clear the air um, about what the Austin Taylor sleepover is. And Taylor basically doesn't do it. But she does share some information to Olivia and tells her that um, they did, her and Austin did contemplate actually being with one another. And then this is where the timeline gets shaky because Taylor and Austin say that they were single, that this was like, they had nothing to do. Like they shouldn't be bitching. We were all single at the time. Like, you know, it shouldn't be an issue. Olivia, on the other hand, says that the timeline was shady and shifty because she was in Cali while um, this was all going on for three days. And she was talking to Austin the entire time that she was in Cali. He was texting, calling, all that other stuff. And then all of a sudden after that, and saying like, I want to be with you, et cetera, et cetera. And then all of a sudden we get to the end of the weekend, beginning of the week. And he says, I want nothing to do with you. We're done. Like, I'm good. I don't want a relationship out of the blue kind of thing. This is the out of the blue kind of thing. Now I'm going to believe Olivia because she has her skin in the game. She's like, she's done with Austin but she really wants this friendship to work between her and Taylor. So I'm with Olivia on this one where I'm just like, dude, y'all seem super shady. So I, I'm, I'm trying to give Taylor the benefit of the doubt, but it's getting worse and worse on her end. And it sucks because like, 
this is kind of like the Raquel thing or Rachel, sorry, thing where it's like we were all on your side and we were all rooting for you because Shep for nine years has been the bad guy. And rightfully so. He should be the bad guy. He's a cheater. He like wants to just be a playboy. And that's fine. And again, lean into the skin, bro. Lean into the skin. Be a player. Do your thing. But when you're with somebody, you should be with somebody. And when you're not with somebody, you should be with somebody. Like you should have broken up with her. Like as much as it hurts and it sucks, be a man, dude. Throw some cojones. Um, but this week on Southern Charm, moving on, um, the show opens up with both of the girls getting into their cars and leaving the cafe. And Olivia basically starts crying, kind of loses it. And then she gets on the phone with Leva and spills all of the tea and tells Leva everything. Um, this is where it's going to get dicey because Leva's probably going to tell, you know, everybody, right? And it's just going to be a trickle down effect where like now all the girls are going to know about it, um, which eventually does happen. Um, then Taylor talks to Austin um, at the same time as she's in her car um, about a conversation with Olivia um, and that she didn't take it well. And then this is when, like, again, the timeline gets all weird or whatever. Um, but this just goes to show you, dude, you're trying to cover your tracks. You absolutely, there's, there's more evidence to you guys having relations or a relationship or whatever, and you guys fucking, than you guys not. So it's just, it, it's just better for you guys to, like, I don't know, just own, own that shit, dude. Just own it and say, like, yeah, we're fucking, like, yeah, we're in a relationship, or yeah, like we're really close and we bumped, we done the bump and grind. I don't know, I don't know what you want to fucking call it, but like just own up your shit. And I think this would be a lot easier. Um, and you'll have each other to lean on, right? Like this will probably bring you guys closer together. Um, even though we actually see in a trailer them actually verbally fighting. Um, Taylor says that Olivia and Austin were not on speaking terms. Um, but then again, then why would Olivia say that they were, it gets all, it gets really confusing. Um, Austin also says that basically in this conversation, he's just done apologizing to everybody. He's like, I'm over it. I'm done um, apologizing and walking on eggshells with everybody. We'll see about that. Um, because a scene comes up shortly where he's still walking on eggshells. Anyways, we move on to JT and Rod and their relationship, and they meet up at JT's event space. Um, Rod tells JT um, that he told Austin about the date that he went on with Olivia and that he wants to continue to date her. And this just shows, like, uh, so Olivia actually says on Watch What Happens Live that the most unattractive quality in Austin is his insecurity. This shows his insecurity. When he sits there and he tries to tell Rod all the bad things about Olivia, and it's like, she's single why wouldn't she be with somebody else why wouldn't she be making out with some random dude at the bar who cares let it go man like you're you're the one that and you're the one that didn't want the relationship if you wanted the relationship and she dumped you i would get this i would get like the you know pettiness and whatever like i like the bumness or whatever she has every right to be petty she has every right to go and make out with you she has every right to go she's single if the shoe were on the other foot Nobody would be speaking boo to you. Nobody would be like, oh, Austin's trying to make out with some random girl at the bar. Like, just I don't get this whole entire thing between him and Olivia and him wanting to still control her because or have like some kind of say in her life. It's like, you dumped her, bro. 
you um, turn, you've obviously moved on because you're fucking Taylor or have fucked Taylor. Like, and you obviously don't care. You don't care about Shep and you don't care about Olivia. Damn well, you don't care about Taylor because if you did, then you would try your best to like back up off of this for Olivia's sake if you really cared about Olivia, which is what you say. Um, yeah, I'm coming at you, bro. Like, oh, I'm just, I think Austin is just scum. Like, I don't like Shep, but if we had to pick, I'm picking Shep first, Austin last. So we move on. Um, JT brings up Taylor and Austin sleepover. JT, dude, you are trying to push to be on this show because that's the only spicy drama that you have and you keep bringing it up. It's crazy. Um, it's fine when you bring it up to people, I guess, that don't, don't know. But I don't know. I, I just feel like it should organically be in the conversation and this isn't an organic conversation. I don't know. It just, it feels really forced. Uh, at least to me, it feels really forced. We then get to Taylor's event at Republic. Um, Austin basically decides to skip out, which I, to be honest with you, would have loved for him to go, but I get it. Like, I actually am okay with this decision for Austin not to show up and not be there. I think it was a wise, wise choice. We then get to Austin um, letting Shep know about the Olivia Taylor conversation. And that's the reason why he's not going to the event because Shep's like, why, why wouldn't you go? Like, he's your best friend. Why wouldn't you go? So it seems a little shady. Um, as Taylor is setting up for her first major work event, her and Leva go off to the side, um, to the bar and talk. And Leva puts on her mom pants and lets Taylor know that Olivia broke down to her and that she basically, she knows. Um, and Taylor owes Olivia all of the truth. Amen to that, Leva. And Taylor agrees, but let's get real. Taylor's not going to give her all of the truth. She's not going to tell her about the sleepover, which Olivia had to find out through JT. She's not going to, she's not going to let her know about, you know, if they went on a rendezvous or this, whatever, like she's not going to let her know all this stuff because she knows that she's going to lose her. Um, and rightfully so, then you shouldn't have done the action. You shouldn't have done the action. Um, Olivia decides to go to Taylor's events, which that's really big of her. I wouldn't have gone. <laughs> um, I would have just been like, you know, I need a little time away from you. I would have moved away from her. <laughs> um, and then we get to Madison and Vanita talking about why Austin isn't going. And basically Madison does the, I told you so dance um, with the editor. She brings up, this is fire. She brings up, and they give her her shining moment, which I don't know if you guys know what one shining moment is, but look it up, CBS, March Madness. It's a great song. Uh, but they give her her one shining moment um, by rolling back the film and editing um, uh, bits and pieces of basically her saying, like, Taylor, he's in love with you. Taylor, he's in love with you. Taylor, he's in love with you. So I think this was great because it, it is vindication. I'm sure it's vindication for her, which I, I obviously she needs that. Um, if you can tell, I'm not really a Madison fan, but like, but she's right in certain instances. She's absolutely right. I'm not anti her being right. I just think that the motivation is a little sus. Um, so basically everybody, but, um, Austin shows up Austin and Whitney are hanging out at Patricia's house slash Whitney's place. I guess you can call it both of their places and talk about why Austin isn't at Taylor's event. I mean, dude, even Whitney is like, bro. I know you fucked her. Just come clean and all of this will probably semi go away um, and there'll be different drama for the show. But by the way, I want to point out Whitney needs to get drunk more often because Whitney drunk 
is comical. It is the funniest thing. Dude, bro, come back to Manhattan Beach. I will rip shots with you. We will do all of the all of the great gray goose if you want. Chopin's better. But we will do all of the gray goose if you want. And I will pay for every single one of your drinks if I can hang out with you drunk. Because I think Whitney Wasted is awesome. We need to get Whitney on camera more and we need to get Whitney being drunk more. I know you're an EP on this on this show, Whitney. Please be more drunk every single episode. We need a drunk Whitney. Or at least a version of a drunk Whitney. I love it. I love it. I think he's fucking hilarious. That being said, then we finally get to everybody going and joining the party. Um, and that includes Craig. Um, that includes Craig. That includes Shep. That includes Madison. Obviously, uh, Whitney and Austin are already there. I did skip over the fight between uh, Shep and Taylor. The only thing I'll say about that is that both y'all bitches are in the wrong. So like, I'm just moving, I'm moving forward with that. So anyways, we move on to all of them going over to Whitney's and hanging out with Austin and Whit and drinking the faces off over there. And then, then Madison trying to get it out of, uh, out of Austin to be like, Hey, are you like, what's going on with you and Taylor? Da, da, da. Like, are you guys dating? Are you seeing each other? Madison does bring up a good, good point though in the car where she says, if they were dating, would it be the worst thing? And it's like silence because I'm sure that Chef's hurt. I'm sure that he didn't want to break up with, you know, with Taylor, but these are the facts of life. Shit fucking happens. If she moves on and she does date him, is it really the worst thing? You guys will move on eventually and eventually become friends. Cause I've seen this fucking happen. You did it with Chelsea. Like it's good. You're going to move on. Yes. These are different extenuating circumstances, but I think that given time, you're going to move on. And I think you're going to move on because it's a show that you're filming and all of you guys are on it and you have to eventually film together. It just, you have to. Um, that being said, we move on to finally Austin and Shep getting together and talking, like getting pulled off to the side and drunk Austin um, talking to Shep. This was hard to watch. Good TV, but hard to watch. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what, they bring to the table next week. Um, next week just looks great, uh, especially with Ms. Patricia telling us all of the tea um, about Taylor sending new pics to Whitney. Um, this is getting around, which, I, dude, fuck Whitney, dude. Have sex with Whitney. That would be even better. That's better than like freaking going to Austin. Um, anyways, can't wait for next week. Can't wait for, I mean, like the silence is deafening and it's so making you so guilty on both of your ends guys so like i'm just i'm looking for dude they, they brought it dude they southern charm brings it out even though they don't want to bring it and they probably don't want trauma in their lives as far as this is concerned this is a good show guys this is a good show um and it's gonna just get better so i'm super excited to uh recap this for you again and then um yeah give me a follow you guys this is what i plug myself um, i would plug a guest but i don't have one right now i'm trying i'm working on that i'm sorry that this podcast came a day later if you were listening trying to listen to it on a friday sorry i swear it's coming out um so happy saturday for those that are listening to this on a saturday make your way down to the hometown fair into sandbar 66 if you are in manhattan beach it is beautiful it is awesome you can like go down to the water and enjoy yourselves and then come back up the hill and enjoy a beautiful cocktail at um, sandbar 66 um, super chill vibes. And then um, the hometown fair as well, guys. Don't forget to follow me and Sandbar. Sandbar is at Sandbar66 underscore, I believe. 
sandbar underscore 66. And then um, the Instagram and thread handle for bitches is for the real bitch of Bravo is the underscore real underscore. Sorry, the underscore real underscore bitch underscore of underscore Bravo. Um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening, for watching. If you made it this far, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, and hopefully we'll have some new mem some new guests on shortly for you guys. You won't have to look at this ugly month. <laughs> you can look at a different month, uh, a prettier month. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching and all that good stuff. Do not forget to like, subscribe, smash that like button, as, they, as the kids say. Um, all the good stuff, you guys. Thank you so much for watching, and I'll see you next week. Bye.